0: What? realized i'm broadcasting from my computer's camera instead of my regular camera
1: oh uh, i mean you know you can switch it out i looks about average. time to do that all right yeah hey everybody how you doing i'm also typing out a tweet to let everybody know we're going live so this is going to be a clunky beginning to a podcast episode if you're not watching on youtube or twitch or facebook oh, yeah. yeah you're no, just look handsome this awesome. is the stuff you want to hear and this is what it's all about yeah.
0: You want to hear, uh, I don't like going to the butcher. You know, I want to see how the sausage is made. I don't want to see the aftermath. Give me those guts. (laughs) Matt, are you ready to jump right in? Let's do it. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a free agent season signing era, I guess. Matt, they're suddenly all over the place. They're just, they're falling out. Uh, Matt, we're going to be doing a Dexter smooching Uh, moment here. Matt, we're going to be talking Malachi squashing people. Woohoo! A little smush action from uh, Mr. Black. Matt, we're talking the labors of Jericho. We're going to survive, just like Jericho did. Matt's an episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk AEW making room for former WWE superstars. What that means for the current roster at AEW going forward. Um, I don't know if they're going to introduce a third show after uh, Rampage, but we'll see. And of course, Matt, as we always do, we're going to make some time for our weekly festival of friendship because NXT and AEW no longer on the same night. But we like to go head to head with our favorite moments, Matt. It was kind of a spicy week of wrestling. Um, <laughs> we we got uh, releases left and right. Matt, I had uh, curry rice. It was outstanding. Um yeah. yeah I didn't realize so much I like curry. It's the uh, food you can use in the latest Pokemon game to feed all your buddies and level up your friendship. Also, a delicious treat in real life. Who knew?
1: Matt, how are things at the Casa de Teddy and Eddie? Um, they're, they're doing pretty good. You know, I, I blew up, my personal account blew up on Twitter within the last year because I, I made a tweet about um, not realizing that curry is a collection of spices and not its own spice. And somebody who is a cook uh, who specializes in Indian food decided to make a fool of me, uh, but all in fun. Like sometimes that happens on on my personal account, and it's uh, you know somebody tries to make a fool of me and they're being mean, but this was this was all in jest. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds uh, but like yeah, you
0: made a friend, buddy for life. Sounds like. Never uh, spoke
1: to him again. But
0: anyway. Another uh, fun fact of today's show: uh, If you are just listening, Matt and I accidentally look like a wrestling tag team for the first time <laughs> ever. I didn't know the two of us owned two tank top shirts combined, and it looks like we accidentally wore
1: them on the same day. So yep, we, gotta we got to get you some a backwards. Uh, we we either have to get you a backwards hat, or that is the thing that people are going to use to tell tell the difference between. Oh, the he's two the of hat us. one, and he's the hat one. I get it. <laughs> Thank you Feftar. for your tag team uh names, hair and hair. Good evening. My Feftar. man Fet
0: How you doing, Feth? Can we call you Feth? I'll do Feth
1: Hey, you know what we never do? If anybody's listening on the podcast right now, uh, which we know we have a good chunk of everyone uh, that that listens week to week, just on the podcast, if you do want to join us, we are normally going live at 8.30 on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. And um, for anybody watching us live, uh, it would be wonderful to uh, get the subscription from you on YouTube or uh, to make sure you you follow us on Twitch. And uh, you can find us uh, at Bod Podcast on Twitter, and uh, oh, Feth is fine. I, I like I like that. Feth is fine. My game. Well, we're calling me, call we're calling you Feth. I love that name. Feth rule. You know, and Feth. While you're here, um, I started playing Control. Um, I'm probably gonna have to start live streaming that on our Twitch channel because uh, I I don't know if anybody remembers I did fuck up and I played the one game you can't stream through fucking PlayStation Five, which is Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> Uh, but Feth, give me some recommendations on some other games, because I, I'm going through my catalog. We all have that catalog of video games oh, that I got we got for free or what have you, you bought you, somebody gave you a Christmas present and you were just like, well, I don't really want this. Uh, but here I go. I'm going through all the games that are just sitting in my catalog and I haven't played, uh, control is next on the list, but yeah, I need, I need some Leg- more recommendations. Lego, Lego television's house. Oh, who
0: bought this for me? Um, <laughs> Beth, Beth, back me up on this one. I'm so addicted to Enter the Gungeon. Let me know if you're a fan, we might be best buddies for life. Um, but we're also going to need Beth's Beth, uh, feedback here because, uh, Matt, the WWE, uh, is they're on a releasing uh frenzy here, uh, with these huge, massive names. Um, uh, that I, I think we're all excited to potentially see at AEW. Um, you know, just recently here, um, you know, we've we've gotten some smoke, um, and it looks like there's some fire on a few of these signings. So, Matt, I'm gonna drop some names on you, and I got a little game for you. And uh, obviously, uh, people paying attention, I want to hear them weigh in as well. Here's the scenario, Matt. You are the general manager of the AEW franchise. My God, what a what an upgrade! You went from no job to general manager of AEW. Awesome,
1: love it. Thanks for that I'm the, gonna, yeah, just need I didn't just want that anyone reminder. to forget you're unemployed. Well,
0: I'm a dad. Okay, man. Okay. <laughs> so here uh, we go.
1: Trust me. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't forget with all the sleepless <laughs> nights looking up at the ceiling fan. But go ahead. Yeah. No, I need to hear it now, too. Yeah. Any reminder we can give.
0: Uh, <laughs> hashtag daddy boy. Here we go. So, man, I'm going to name uh, seven people. Uh, recently released by WWE or uh, one of which will quickly become obvious has not been part of WWE for uh, since 2013 Uh, by my math. That's about eight years, Matt. So I'm going to drop these seven names on you. And this is the challenge because when we hear these names dropped, everybody wants every single one of these people signed to AEW immediately. And it turns out there's some guys already on the roster that we might, you know, want to donate some TV time to. So I don't know if we can get, All seven of these people. But here's what we're going to do. Matt, as the general manager of AEW, you get to pick (laughs) three of these names. And you get to keep them for the next five years. Okay. You're guaranteeing a five-year deal where they have to stick around. All right. So here we go. Matt, Wyndham Rotunda, otherwise more commonly known as Husky
1: Harris, Bray Wyatt, and The Fiend. You know what you should do? I, if... I, are you going to get, do I have to say right now and knowing that there's another six names on the list? Cause that's a fun game. <laughs> I don't, all right. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Just, uh, no, what do you, what do you mean? No, I mean, are you going to give me all seven names or are you just going to, you're going to give me Bray Wyatt right now? And I have to decide if I'm going to sign him, but knowing that I only have two more guys left to sign out of six.
0: I, I, I would do that game, but I think we know the names that are in play. These are all real free agents. That's what I was getting at here. So after Wyndham, I do like your idea, but we're not using it. (laughs) Wyndham Rotunda. Matt, number two, Brian Danielson, also (laughs) known as Daniel Bryanson. Oh, that's Daniel Bryan. My bad. (laughs)
1: Daniel Bryanson.
0: (laughs) We've got uh, uh, Chick Magnet Punk himself. CM Punk will be out there. Matt, the Beast Incarnate. Brock Lesnar. Matt, the... Dirtiest player and currently the oldest living player in the game, Rick Flair. Adam Cole, baby. You get both of those. You get Adam Cole and Bebe. Matt <laughs> and number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Name on this list is Ruby Soho. Formerly known as Ruby Riot, heidi Heidi Lovelace. Matt, as the GM, you you get three of these people.
1: <clears throat> okay. Absolutely. I'm gonna let you do this
0: to number one, number two, number three, because I think that'll be
1: easiest. Who's your top priority out of these people? All right, can I? Should I? Should I eliminate a couple? <laughs> um, here's here. I here have we a go. feeling you're gonna dismiss Ric Flair, but man, he hasn't died yet, so he's got the. <laughs> when you said right, when you said the oldest player in the game, you were talking about the game of life. I, I'm so- assuming. <laughs> Like I was, yeah. Rick, I, I think this is at least one release that the WWE Twitter, pro wrestling Twitter, we all kind of went, yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I get it. Like he, it's, it's like a legend contract kind of thing. Like he, you know. He shows up actually does a lot more work than some of those other legends that have gotten those contracts in the I past, mean, there's, but
0: there's people who pay for their house, like renting out tables for people like
1: Ric Flair to sign <laughs> on. So <laughs> just don't ask about the tables. Okay. Um, it's quick. I think you should leave reference. All right. Ric Flair off the table. I'll, 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 go quicker through this Ric Flair off the table. He's going through my table, Mike. um, this is tough because it, the the fact that you gave me three is a game in itself. Because uh, I'm I'm gonna oh my god, like am I doing this to like make AE like put AEW in everybody like I I don't want anybody to say like oh is that like WWE like this is going to make AEW a household name right? That's what we right, want to do. You are these the nightings. general manager. I'm the We're, GM. I got three people to sign. I'm gonna knock it out right here. I might, Mike. This, this is, this is real. We're gonna not be a pro wrestling fan. We're doing Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar. Those are your three signings. If you want people to go, oh, AEW has a show this weekend. I will go check it out and not have people say, what does that mean? <laughs> you do CM Punk. Brian Danielson, Brock Lesnar. Boom, there's your three signings. Sorry, Adam Cole. Sorry, uh, uh, Wyndham Rotunda, uh, Bray Wyatt. Oh, man, I just got a uh, goddamn eyelash. See, guys, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to miss me rubbing my eyeball with fucking eyelash in there. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it, right? That's the answer? That's how you do it. No?
0: Yeah, all of those were wrong, man. They're all going to be retired in five years. So you, you blew it. You blew it. You're fired as the GM. But you said uh, i
1: get them. You said i get them for five years. They're going to be you, retired within want, five years. If you, you want people, I don't know. Does Brock Lesnar like put them in this tough position where um, they've got to give him a title and he's got to hold on to it forever like he used to? And then it was a big event when he would show up to a pay-per-view. Uh, he's only got four pay-per-views to show up to. so you cross that off like that's easy, easy peasy shows up to all four of them. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, I think this is the difference of, you know, um, I mean, you're what I'm doing right now is making AEW more WWE like, right. I, I'm getting away from what the mission statement probably is for AEW, which was a couple of questions I wanted to ask later in this segment, but Mike, who who are your three wrestlers? I'm, I'm assuming you're not taking punk Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, or Brock Lesnar. Phil Brooks, why, why do we, why do we make a point? I think
0: that, <laughs> I think we absolutely, you have to do Phil Brooks. He has to be the first pick because that is the man with the most wrestling mystique left on the landscape. Matt, it is, this is the white whale. This is every WWE, you know, wrestling, I, listen to myself. What, a, what an indoctrined little uh, consumer I am over here. Every wrestling promotion on Earth wants this guy because of the eyeballs, the wrestling fan eyeballs it'll bring to the show. You can't not have CM Punk as name number one. I can't do it. But I tried to make the game a little a little tougher, and I'm being the GM of AEW. And I think Brock would get a look, but I don't think he's a long-term prospect at this point. And I, I, the way AEW doesn't focus so much. We've talked about it in past shows on moments, and they like the week-to-week programming. For me, that's how I would probably bring in Wyndham Rotunda and use his mind to just build these wild, elaborate backstories on these characters. Um, He's one of the most creative, you know, (laughs) wrestling, we'll call them artists, uh, that we've ever known. Um, I love The Undertaker, but a lot of that, right, was, you know, kind of Vince's brainchild. But this Wyndham Rotunda's creation is his evolution of of Bray and the Fiend that that's that's his fingerprints all over it um this is a guy who grew up loving Undertaker and wanted to create his own version of that and I think AEW's had a couple guys you know we got our Darby's wearing face paint Malachi's coming out now with a pretty creepy looking garb uh, but yeah. I mean to really have that transcendent feel. Um, I think that's where you would go, Wyndham. And I'm being the GM. Gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and talk myself into this. Whew. I'm putting Ruby in there. She's my number three of these seven people. Go ahead and laugh. But Matt, I if saw enough laughing. I, I just, <laughs> I just, I know that. I think we have enough work. Great guys in Adam Cole. I, I think he's actually a pretty likely real life AEW signing. Brock, you know, I mentioned he's, he's not really what we're looking for in terms of a week-to-week promotion. And Ric Flair, he's getting weaker and weaker as the weeks go by. So I don't think that he's necessarily the route to go, um, especially if, as my plan comes to fruition, uh, Charlotte eventually signs an AEW. And I really don't want a Ric Flair-Charlotte storyline ever again. So the easiest right. way to prevent that is to keep Rick out of my game for now. So Matt, moment, number three, you heard. I was indoctrinated with our own programming, Matt. Ruby Soho, uh, Matt. She's one of the best sellers uh, that women's wrestling has to offer. She's a heck of a storyteller. Um, super original look. You're never gonna forget about. And I, I think she could really do outstanding things if, if given, um, you know, given the given the leash, you know, essentially to, to run the division. Um, maybe if not even run it, at least be considered a top contender. And she would definitely be there as a 30 year old, uh, wrestler got a lot of good years ahead of her, um, got a lot of, you know, prime, um, you know, in her physical prime years left, uh, to give to a wrestling crowd. So I, I, I also think she's still got a lot of, um, like, uh, um, like support heat in a good way right? Where, where people were kind of bummed that she never got her shot in WWE. So I think she could also really, um, harness that and really get a strong push up to the top and have people caring about her so Matt, you can't not have punk. Number one, number two, I am going Wyndham, uh, for that wrestling mind. And then number three, to really flesh out and strengthen that women's division, Ruby Soho has to be the pick.
1: Yeah. And I I'd say like, when you look at this list, um, You know, you you say you could only sign three. And that's, you know, I wish we could look at the books. I wish we knew what AEW could afford. Um, I wish we knew a little bit more about Cody teasing about stepping aside this past week on AEW, which, of course, we'll get into more of that. But when you look at this list, I mean, you you could make an argument for everybody fitting with AEW at at one point or another. Mike, if I could guarantee... Of any of these seven that's going to be on AEW programming, I can guarantee, goddamn t, that Ric Flair, one way or another, is going to be on fucking AEW programming. That is the only one out of those seven right now that, if I had to put money down, I would put the money down right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm putting, you know, I'm, I'm going to get this mortgage paid off on the house. Like, it's. It's Ric Flair. Will end up on AEW at some point. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. He loves money. He'll take whatever amount. He just wants to show up, do some woos, He'll dance around the ring. I mean, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be fun for some folks. Um, not for me, but I guarantee it'll happen. Um, now, Amy's uh, Amy's right there. Uh, my pick's uh, same as Matt. Uh Please know Ric Flair at AEW. Look, I don't want him there. I'm just telling you. If I could guarantee anybody was going to show up, it's, it's going to be Ric Flair. And uh, Fath is there, too. Uh, Flair vs. Sting 2022. <laughs> That's our main event for uh, for All Out. <laughs> Coming up. Oh, man. Uh, we'll put a uh, Darby uh... Allin's
0: match in the buy-in and main event, <laughs> Flair and Sting. Love it, Fath. <laughs>
1: And that's, that's the funny thing, right? Like, uh, we, we know some of these, uh, you know, you put, you put the five year stamp on there. I think, um, that's the other part of this is, is punk going to come back and just have the idea of he wants to just smell the wrestling air again. And then, uh, you know, he'll go back to, to doing whatever he was doing before. And, um, Daniel Bryan, character seems like it would make a return brian danielson would come to aew and daniel Bryan would return to wwe at some point i I don't feel like they left uh on bad terms at all i mean they have daniel Bryan in their main event at uh at wrestlemania and then uh you know sails off and goes to aew i i uh, expect if he were to go to aew eventually he'd find himself back in wwe uh so it's just God, there's so many variables mixed into all these names. But I I, I would tell you right now, Mike, our last few episodes, uh, we spent a good majority talking about Punk and Daniel Bryan, or uh, Brian Danielson as those rumors really started to escalate. Um, and, and people going as far to say it's done. And then the next week, Mike, we're talking about Vince saying they're not competition and every other promo in AEW this past week was them <laughs> throwing in the word, we are your competition. Um, which again, we agreed with last week, Mike and, and Amy agreed with me, uh, about my picks. But if, if AEW wants this to just not be an issue anymore, that's where they go. But if they really like, they're not playing the game that we're playing. If they really want to end this, they lock in a good majority of these guys. If, if, If it's not Brock Lesnar, I don't need Ric Flair, but if it's the other five names you mentioned, that is a major, major hit and uh, something that, to me, if I know I can already see what they're doing with Malachi Black and I like it and it's fun and they're really starting to push him, they know that they have an interesting character and they want to capitalize on that, then you'd also figure they're going to capitalize on having one of the most brilliant minds in pro wrestling over the last a couple of decades, which would be Wyndham Rotunda. And they'd want, they'd want him in there and in a prominent spot. So that Mike that's appointment TV and um, can't deny appointment TV in regards to Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson and Phil Brooks, CM Punk. That's it. Right. I mean, I there's, but can they do it? Should they do it? Right. Is that what th- AEW should do? Are is- they still,
0: are they still indie darlings when half the roster is, is high priced former WWE guys? <laughs>
1: uh, right, I, I mean, they don't, you'd be, right, you'd they be don't looking lie. at
0: Miro. You'd be looking at Andrade. You'd be looking oh at right. Christian Cage. You'd be looking at Jericho. You'd be looking well, at uh, FTR. You'd be looking at, I know Cody Rhodes doesn't really count, but the casual fan pops in and says, Oh yeah, I remember him getting, being a jobber in WWE. Um, I need mean, to be looking at Dustin Rhodes. Oh my goodness! Um, is there anybody else? Oh, Jake, Jack Hager, of course. Matt, don't want to forget him. Moxley. Uh, man, it's a lot of guys.
1: Malachi, Mark Henry. <laughs>
0: how, right, I'm just Matt many... Hardy.
1: <laughs> just... How oh, many God. of those guys were placeholders until Malachi Black came over? Right. Yeah. Um, Miro is the one that really stands out. Miro was one where I think we, that was the first one where we were like, oh my God, you know, he's going to do his little thing on Twitch, but he absolutely should have a home in AEW. And, um, I mean, you add all these names that we're talking about, what happens to Miro next? And I, Miro is added, right? And, and does, does, has has he taken a spot away from, you know, was, was there a longer title reign for Darby? Uh, was Jungle Boy supposed to be up next?
0: Yeah. I mean, they kind of, uh, that NWGP they gave to, um, uh, murder Hawk, but that looked like a, you know, a spot for him, um, to kind of hold that title for a while. Um, I know talking to Amy, we were kind of bummed at first when he lost that and then he, um, just he lost the TNT championship and then he was just kind of floundering for a pretty long time. And the same thing happened with Miro, uh, before he got his belt, he's kind of floundering for a pretty long time. Um, And it was just, well, you know, we're going to put you with uh, Kip and kind of do this weird wedding angle, and we'll see how that goes. Um, That took up a lot of his time. So I think one of the hard things to talk about, too, with all these free agents suddenly being available is that when AEW was, you know, kind of getting their choice of the litter, it was, you you know, one name in a couple of months, maybe two names in a couple of months. Now it's like seven really recognizable you know wrestling figures could suddenly you know pop up and outside of those guys debuting as a faction it would be really tough to stagger all of their debuts and make them feel all like of significant importance you know what i mean like to have adam cole come out and super kick somebody uh and then the next week have brian run out and flying knee somebody and then the next week have Wyndham come out as uh you know Rotunda Lee, uh, the long-lost brother of Brody Lee, and he comes back to run the Dark Order. Like it's, woo! It's just so, so many like huge debuts. It would be hard to make them all feel equal and still make somebody like Andrade feel important. Uh, make Malachi's story feel important. Make Miro's title run still feel important. Make Darby Allen hanging out with his best buddy Sting feel important. Uh, Christian Cage is all of a sudden going to get a title match. He's the number two ranked uh, on the on the leaderboards. Somehow, I don't really know how that happened. But man, he signed a contract too, and now he's going to be brushed to the side if suddenly Wyndham Rotunda, uh, Brian Danielson, and you know Chick Magnet are uh, part of this roster. That's that's insanity.
1: Yeah, and I, I did want to throw in Amy's uh, thought here from. Um... Amy's coming over from Facebook. Um, I'd love to see Wyndham in in AEW, but I also realize he owes wrestling fans nothing. He is so fucking talented. Amy said, "Effing, I could see him writing, acting, directing, producing in uh, in the cinematic world." Um, I think if if Wyndham, you know, played his cards right. I he, there's got to be, you know, you, you get in those circles of it. It matters, uh, you know, the the people who you know have to know the right people. It's all about the people you know to get you into those worlds. Um, clearly, he's going to have some connections. So if he wants to get started there, I would recommend he does that, especially with um, his kids. Uh, get a, a more stable position where he could be planted in one spot. Um, and I, I think right now, like... Uh, so we don't know the full story, but part of the story of of uh, Wyndham losing or uh, getting the release is, um, you know, some people have speculated it was a request because, you know, he's just been out so long after losing his friend, uh, Brody Lee. And, you know, he could be reflecting on his life right now and thinking, why am I forcing so much to be a part of this business that clearly just keeps pushing me away? And I could just go do something else and make my family number one. And if that was, if that's what's going around in his head, I support that a thousand percent. I, I would, if he was sitting here in front of me now, I'd tell him go do that, do that. AEW is not going to change your life. Um, it's going to be, you know, the same spot that you were in. You're just helping them, but you could be in a position where you're just doing the right thing for your, for your family. Or if, if he sees it that way, if he sees that being in pro wrestling helps his family more, I support that. But I, from, uh, you know, my perspective right now, I, I would f- fully, you know, endorse that decision. If, if he ever cared about my opinion, <laughs> I would let, I would let, uh, I would let Wyndham know that, uh, that, that would be the, the better choice, a uh, safer choice too. You get to live yeah. a little bit longer. I, uh,
0: I think I don't think there's any secret that he's a, a huge fan of professional wrestling. It's been part of his life since he's you know he's a second generation guy, right? Uh, been around it even when he was a little kid. His brother did it. Um, yeah, I, I love Amy's idea for him to get out and you know like create outside of wrestling. Um, it just knowing that connection that he had with John Huber, I mean you obviously none of us are in the room talking to the, you know, the poor guy when he lost, you know, arguably it sounds like his best friend in the whole world. But if you kind of trace that timeline of, you know, when we lost John um, and then what started to happen to Bray, you know, he's on TV fewer and fewer times. It looks like it definitely affected him. And I think if he's asking for his release, it's not, uh, it, that had to be the situation I, it's not like wwe would say you know what we've had enough of this uh bray wyatt character we're getting rid of him so i i think this is him just feeling like tapped like he he can't do it in wwe anymore so i, I think the likeliest outcomes are for him to kind of you know do something where he's he's part of where you know john huber called home you know at aew and they really embraced him and they even brought his you know, negative one onto the stage, uh, into the ring, you know, to, to take part in that kind of stuff. Um, I, I feel like that would be a pretty likely scenario. And I, I think he'd find a lot of joy, um, doing that. He, Amy's absolutely right. He owes us nothing. Um, I, it just feels like he has a real love and passion for uh professional wrestling. And if, if he could be in a spot that you saw, you saw how much they came together, um, you know, for John and, uh, that, that seems like something he would really want to be a part of. So, I, I of all those names when we played that game, it would it would it would really surprise me if he didn't end up in AEW in some capacity. I, I would be really surprised.
1: I I'll, I'll just I'll say he's he's a creator and uh, I think he does love to create and I think there's a lot of different ways he can create and also focus on his family and I you know I I think it's just right now it's probably two different mindsets of what I think uh, what I think he saw. Um, as Brody, uh, passed or John Huber passed and, um, maybe missed opportunities with, um, John to have with his kids. And maybe, maybe Wyndham's afraid to, to lose those opportunities. That's kind of, that's kind of my motivator. I, uh, you know, I look at a picture of my daughter right now and, uh, from like a year ago. And right now she's got this, you know, long blonde hair, but a year ago she was bald and, uh, i it's so like i just tear up thinking about it like it was like a completely different world uh who she is now and who she was a year ago and uh just losing that year i i can't take it so i that's that's kind of where i'm i'm wondering if if that's where his headspace is at and he's just trying to i'm gonna plant myself that's where i'm gonna be and we're really going into a The wrong direction here, uh, because we did want to keep this more about AEW uh, bringing these guys over. Uh, Mike, if all these guys come over, and gals, uh, does this mean my nightmare of nine-hour-long pay-per-views is making its return? (laughs) Because, hear me out. Let me just describe, if this is AEW signing all of these free agents, mind you, they don't want to sour anybody's grapes. They don't want any sour grapes for, you know, oh, you're only going to be out there for five minutes because we got to get the next match rolling. Everybody needs their time. Mike, we're going to have about 14 promos in some of these pay-per-views, 20 vignettes. Everybody needs their time. Everybody needs their matches. Mike, we're going to be due for 10 to 20 hour pay-per-views come next year once everybody's signed. (laughs) And they still want to keep the casual and the hardcore fans interested because Mike, if Paps Blue Ribbon is going to keep making ads and sponsoring shows, they, they want to make sure that those, uh, you know, the numbers are coming in.
0: I think that's the only spot where I, I get kind of caught up, right? Cause I, I love, I love all those, you know, wrestlers. I, I would love to see them on my TV and, you know, AEW does such a, a great job uh, week to week uh, getting me to vest in their storylines. But the more they keep adding these guys, I, it's almost like right now they're, they're doing really good as, you know, we're a Mexican food restaurant. So, God damn it, we just made burritos and nachos, you know. And then we add a dessert once in a while. But it's like once they start adding all these guys, for me, it's going fi- to feel like you're going to like a like a. Like a diner, you know, that's got like eighty different things on the menu, but they don't really specialize in anything. They just put every single thing on the menu, and hopefully, one or two of them are good. But you know, stay stay away from like the, the egg salad sandwich and the tuna, and you know what, the pancakes. You know, past like seven thirty in the morning when they start to taste like the rest of the food on the griddle, mm-hmm. it 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 might just be a lot of dishes uh, that you gotta sift through on that menu. But um, it's also going to be tough if you do find a favorite for, for you to make time for it because there's all these other things and it might just be a special that you see, you know, uh, in one month of the year, or maybe it's just a weekly special. So you have to come back on Friday nights and order it during Rampage Hour. Um, it's going to get tough. The more this roster just keeps expanding um, for us to see, you know, sometimes I, I just want, you know, a little, a little chicken noodle soup. You know, and I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to have time for that chicken noodle soup anymore when there's all, you know, Brock Lesnar's thundering around the ring, you know, <laughs> certain times of the year. Um, you know, a big old pot roast uh, named Brock Lesnar. So it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a whole new world uh, for us as, as we know AEW, but maybe they'll find a way to keep all these people happy um and feel like they're part of the show and that they're not just on the youtube um uh, aew dark but uh i i i gotta think this is a problem that they're excited to have to have too much talent and not feel like we gotta you know make chris jericho still wrestle you know uh every single week for five weeks in the five labors of jericho he's not a young man anymore and we know that he, you know, likes doing the commentary. That's something that he's going to be doing at Rampage. So maybe this, when you start bringing in these other names, that's where you can start transitioning these guys out. You know, maybe that's where Jericho does take a backseat to, you know, commentating, and maybe Cody does take a backseat to producing instead of being in the ring. And then, my God, Matt, Cody becomes—he becomes Triple H, and he just wrestles once a year at All Out, and then he's just in the back. Producing matches for everybody, so maybe they they have some stability. Maybe they can afford to make all these acquisitions, these potential acquisitions at this juncture, work, um, and start putting some of these guys in you know back in the house uh, roles. But man, it's, it's a weird weird problem that I think I think Tony Khan is happy to have. Um, and
1: quick shout out, uh, Michael Scripp, uh, WWE making uh, getting rid of Strowman and Wyatt was a huge mistake. Um, I mean, that's funny, too, that we never even brought up Strowman. I, I know he's made mention that uh, the only company he'll ever work for is WWE. Uh, Greg bringing up a great point here. If AEW signs too many superstars, can they pay them all in the middle of another COVID shutdown? There would be more superstars to, uh, to support this time around. And, um, you know, with all the um, you know, they were patting themselves on the back for not releasing a single superstar over the last shutdown, which is very, um, you know, that's, that's fantastic.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> we do always bring up too that. Um, you know, those are business decisions and, you know, somebody else's job is probably being kept to make sure that happens. I, I it's so complicated with that stuff, but Greg, Greg is right here. Uh, because WWE has now been rumored that they're ready to shut down SummerSlam and, uh, their upcoming fall and winter shows. Uh, and some of that is coming from, uh, some of the venues have been starting their conversations with WWE as, um, the Delta variant starts to heat up. We have uh the Delta Plus now, and uh, what's what's the newest one? Uh, that th- there's it, a is it Delta
0: Plus or is it Delta Comfort Plus? Because that's <laughs> when you add like a hundred right. bucks to your seat on the airplane.
1: Nailed it. Uh, All Delta right. Plus, and there's yeah, there's another one that's got a whole another name. Um, somebody discovered so okay, I mean. We have, what, 50% of the country um, has at least one shot. So we have 50% of the country that has no shots with more variants for COVID coming up. And we're all going, hey, wait a minute. How did it mutate? All right, because half the country didn't get vaccinated. uh, So it was able to continue to mutate. What a shocker. Let me guess. Um, Now we
0: got to get another vaccination.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to. I mean, it's the same with the flu vaccine. Me up? Yeah. Doesn't everybody get shot. their flu vaccine once a year? Like, why is this such a shocker that we have to get another fucking COVID I shot?
0: I just don't want to cancel another vacation.
1: Um, yeah, I think we're we're probably gonna be canceling uh, our family <laughs> trip might like, come this November. Um, I'm glad that Dad got non refundable tickets. Um, That's my man. <laughs> family trip, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's, it's the, that's, yeah, that sucks. All right. Uh, but I mean, the point of bringing that up was, um, you know, it does it, 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 it wouldn't just start that discussion. Wouldn't just start with somebody who's as rich as Vince McMahon. That discussion doesn't just start out of nowhere. Cause if I had to pick anybody that probably doesn't think COVID is a real thing, I'd probably say Vince McMahon, but he would also talk about the shutdowns uh, as a reality. Because even though he probably doesn't believe COVID's a real thing, um, you know, the the shutdowns would be, those would definitely uh, (laughs) be a part of his business and uh, hurt his revenue stream. Uh, But of course, uh, the the real mention too was uh, just the large gatherings being shut down for a while, if we all remember when that happened. Um, You know, uh, that was kind of where it all started. And then of course, we were locked in our our houses for, for a little while after that that could be coming around again. I think Greg makes up a great point of just like maybe all of these could happen one day, but they're all going to be put on hold until uh we see the rest of the planet get vaccinated. Um but yeah, I I it's it's scary to think about. It's a hard truth that we're about to run into, especially with um let's see, COVID's probably going to ramp up just like oh, I don't know, like flu season ramps up every year in the fall. So, yeah, we're we're gonna have a fun fall. Um, vaccination cards are gonna be stapled to our shirts. I will gladly do that, ladies and gentlemen. I was ever listening that doesn't want to, I'll, I'll be one of them with a smile on my face. I got I got sixteen shots. I can come into your bar. Thank you. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's gonna be a great fall. I'm really excited for it. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I um. I think it I think all this all this really does is, you know, I think we've we've brought up some good problems. Amy did, Greg did for sure. Um and I, I still am gonna stand by it that AEW I think is gonna be happy to have these roster issues. That there's so many guys that they're gonna have to pick one instead of you know um, just just snagging this guy while their name is still hot, you know, from from their time in WWE. Um but uh yeah, the toughest part is what it does to the Darby Allen's, the Jungle Boys, and the MJF's of the world when they got to take a backseat.
1: We'll see. I, I like where this is going, though. Amy uh, is on point with with something we brought up uh, a while back um, with with WWE being sold in the next three to five years. Um, I do like I, I like that number on there. Uh, and Greg is is jumping right on top of that. Uh, Vince sends his superstars to AEW, uh, to use up the AEW budget. Vince sells the WWE, <laughs> and finally, Vince uses that money, uh, to buy the bankrupt AEW. I, I mean, hey, he's a businessman first, I think we all know that. He's a business, and then, and then, uh, fart jokes, uh, slapstick comedy, and then pro wrestling. That's <laughs> Vince's priorities, and uh, Mike with uh Vince has so much money that hundred dollar bills fall out of his ass when he walks so uh to greg's point i would say
0: <laughs> yeah i would like to if i ever meet vince give him a really sturdy handshake and get a few of those uh ass hundred
1: dollar bills i don't care what they smell like they still spend they do all right mike um so to kind of wrap this up let's put a neat little bow um I like all the interesting variables that uh, Amy and Greg are bringing up. Uh, they're they're fantastic. Um, I do like Feth. I got to shout you out because I know you're the only one who's thinking about this. But he wishes ice cream. <laughs> <out of> <laughs> um,
0: yeah,
1: I mean us too. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to highlight. I was tickled by that. Um, that Feth uh, is our man. Uh, who's our Red Wing fan? And uh, probably nobody yeah. else on this list cares about the Red Wings, but I, yeah. I, I loved it. Do you think that uh,
0: Iserman, as the AEW GM, would see what kind of draft picks he can get from WWE I instead of like an actual player? Probably. Absolutely.
1: I don't know. No, uh, but to wrap the little bow on this, I, I would say that um, if there weren't all these other COVID variables jumping into play, I think a lot of these guys that we mentioned would get signed. Um, you know, I, th- I bet even uh, as as Michael Scripp brought him up that uh, even Strowman would get a look. I think they all get a look. I think they've all had discussions. Um, but ultimately, does it follow their mission? I would say to wrap the bow on it. I don't think it does, but it's not outside the realm for any of these guys that are running AEW to say, let's change the mission. We have an opportunity to be something really huge here. And I for one would would say it's a good move for them they probably should do that but ultimately it'll turn them into does it change another evil corporation
0: i don't know if it changes the mission but this is one where they go fuck the mission all right this is
1: windham brian punk lesnar are you kidding me I, I would say I, I would say in my book I'm gonna take Lesnar off i I don't think that ever happens I uh, listen I, I don't think it's super likely but man that that is one of
0: Vince's pet projects uh, where he's kept that guy in a little in a little a little yeah. he's kept him <laughs> in a little egg right where you you only gotta you only gotta crack that egg once once maybe twice a year and he's just that special event that would blow people's minds um, if he came out, you know, I don't know, pummeled Cody, which I'm, after one of those Cody almost. I think we should all get a free punch on Cody, but I, I would love to see an F5. That would be fantastic
1: all right mike you let's uh, let's move on into the festival of friendship as uh, we do each and every week uh we are going to be picking in a tweet length review mike i don't not know f- if you need a fleet length you no, i'm gonna go first tweet? i'm gonna One go thousand first words you try and type out your answer and i i want to hear you stop mid-sentence while you're <laughs> reading Should we open twitter answers, when, when we write these reviews yeah. Basically what we're doing is uh uh we're going to pick our three favorite three, three favorite things from our uh, midweek wrestling shows which would be our two favorites NXT and AEW. We can't yeah. get enough of them. Uh we do our top 3 and a dishonorable mention. Um like I said, I'm going to go first, Mike, because your show had the the big moment the, and we still need to talk about that because I actually That's made That's five years one. You're you're number one kind of uh, I I watched that it clip three high. or four times. Yeah. For different reasons. All right. oh, Mike, I had a 3A and a 3B. Um, oh, here we go. 3B, hit row, defeating Legato Del Fantasso. That's also known <laughs> as
0: moment number four. Doesn't make the list. Skip 3- it.
1: 3A is Dakota Kai explaining why she attacked Raquel Gonzalez. I love the line, I am no one's sidekick. Nothing ah. means more like that. That doesn't mean more to any other pro wrestler in the business than Dakota Kai, especially with her being, I mean, a, a, her, her entire character is about the kick. Um, so for her to deliver that line was fantastic. Tells the whole story. Uh, but she did do a fantastic job in a vignette. And with the fantastic, like, look down and slowly look up at the camera a couple of times. It was a good one. It was a juicy one. This should be a great fight. Mike. You're number three. I hope
0: that when she gets called up to WWE every week, she has a different, uh, like, uh, kick idiom that she uses. You're not going to kick the can on my career. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just some every week. Uh, man, moment number three uh, was 2.0 and Garcia, and they come out to the ring, and, uh, you know, uh, Shivani and the boys are like, wow, well, this uh, up-and-coming team, kind of excited to see where this goes. And then Darby Allen's music hits. And then Mox and Kingston come out to Wild Thing. And you're like, oh, 2.0 and Garcia are fucked. And they certainly were. Um, <laughs> this, this was a fun squash showcase for three of the biggest names uh, that AEW employs. Um, I don't know what else it was supposed to do. But it was a lot of fun. And it was, it was just, I, I don't know. Not at that level, but it was like watching The Rock, Stone Cold, and Undertaker just come out and beat up three jobbers. It was that kind of just, this is fun. And you just kind of watched them do other finishers.
1: So Matt, that was,
0: the crowd popped, I popped. It's moment number three.
1: Alright, I'll introduce myself. Moment number two for NXT was the Grizzled Young Vets taking down Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight, uh, Mike, it, this is classic, like, uh, you know, you have your Butler storyline, which we, we've seen similar storylines in pro wrestling before. Uh, L.A. Knight jumps off the side of the ring. Grimes can't get the tag in, but they did a great job of showing, like, Cameron Grimes could have won this match by himself, but he just got outmatched. Um, the one bummer about this is just, like, the Grizzled Young Vets, I, they used to be unbeatable, and now they could barely get over Cameron Grimes. But um, they're starting to stir the pot again with this feud with uh, Ted DiBiase getting mixed in again. He actually carried Grimes behind the curtain. So there's going to be something coming at uh, NXT uh, TakeOver 36. And that's really shaping up to be an amazing show. Uh, But I'm going to be tickled at, uh, you know, another Grimes uh, opportunity to um, redeem himself. So, Mike, number two for AEW. Hey, thank you for that uh, introduction.
0: That was really nice of you. Uh, Matt, moment number two was the best thighs in the business. I'm talking about <laughs> Layla Hirsch. Woo-wee! Uh, they talk about fitness goals. I want those quads because, damn. Uh, maybe not since, um, God, what is her name? Her name's like Femme Nikita, but that's the name of a TV show from the 90s. Uh, Femme K Janssen, she was Jean, the original Gene Grey uh, when she destroyed uh, James Bond and Goldeneye. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, But Layla came out, um, dropped the thunder on the bunny, and now she's going to be fighting NWA champion Camille, um, looks like, uh, at the first Rampage. And it was, uh, man, it's it's just at a time when we're, you know, watching uh, almost the superhero, uh, Nikki, and, you know, at the same time Layla, where, you know, they're noticeably smaller human beings than the people holding the championships, usually. Um, in Nikki's case, it's cool to see the short person get a shot. And, you know, they're in both cases, both women are very deserving. Um, Layla's submissions are probably second to none on that women's division for AEW. So bravo to Layla. Bravo to the best quads in the business. Matt, that takes us to the dishonorable mention. Oh, no! At Next Extra Time Wrestling. Matt, what was dishonorable this week?
1: um mike wasn't a huge fan of uh, zoe stark and io shirai going to a sushi restaurant um and to have zoe look at sushi as if i don't know we were in like the 1970s and watching some crime drama.
0: where's my hamburger
1: right i mean she picked up <laughs> chopsticks and like broke them and oh. and then she was like throwing food on the floor it's like what are we doing there there's there's some things that those old farts get when they're booking pro wrestling, but this was really dumb. This is super dated. I I this was not for me. This was not for pro wrestling. If anybody watched this and giggled at it, shame on you. It was You it wasn't are the even, problem. Yeah, even if it was good writing, it wasn't done properly. All right. Number one NXT moment of the night. Mike, we've been ta- this has been like sneaking into my top three for a year now. Anything really, Dexter Loomis? So of course, when Dexter gets the girl with Indy, uh, that's gonna <laughs> Man, be my number one. Sneaking
0: into the top three of your ex uh, hamster most watched videos. So uh, take it away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that mustache. Um, yeah, so Johnny uh, does get over on Dexter, but this was um, this was a case of Dexter doing the accidental bump. Indy falls over. Dexter's concerned. I mean, this is this is at least good storytelling because this really is wrapped into their love story. So it makes sense to actually throw this bump into into that uh, moment. But yeah. I, I'm excited because you know the way has been one of the best factions in NXT, but they they were destined to be short lived. Um, so th- this is an opportunity for them to retool, but I-, I like where this is headed now. I mean, we have a Dexter, um, rivalry heating up with Johnny and it- clearly we're going to have a mixed tag match coming up soon. And it's, it's just good that we're, we're going to be building up Dexter into a- an opportunity to have a huge showcase match. I think at some point with, with Johnny and to really put him into the, you know, the, the, that next tier, maybe getting shots, at the uh, North American title, but of course, as I've been saying for the last while, Dexter's already proved he could handle an NXT championship with some of the, uh, you know, the way he carries himself to the ring, his very unique in-ring fighting style, I, I just think would really help sell that title again, and um, yeah, this is just another way to get me to that point, so I'm all for it. Mike, I'm your dishonorable it. mention heading back to AEW. Stunningly,
0: the dishonorable mention was Britt Baker. Oh my God, who would have thought? Uh, but Matt, here's here's the sitch. Do uh, have to throw
1: out there, Amy. Amy was with us on our number one for Index being uh, <laughs> being the number one for NXT, but she that does think really it fun. should have been number one moment of the of the week. But uh, I I made that case too. I was going to
0: defer this week, but that's uh, all right. We'll get them next week, uh, Dexter. We'll make sweet love on nxt uh but no uh dishonorable mention man brit baker comes out to a hero's welcome uh the crowd is eating out of her hand she comes out gives a big old hug to shivani and then uh red velvet stomps out and says i'm the number one contender the Britt baker says well okay and then uh after a big hero's up. welcome after giving Shibati a hug, she suddenly turned heel and started beating up Red Velvet with a crutch. Um, I, I don't know. There's no real heel or face in this match, I guess. Because uh, we love Britt, but she's also a poo-poo for no reason. She she pulled a big show heel turn um, inside of five seconds. So, not really sure what's going on at that angle. Let's see it's going to be short-lived. And I'm bummed because I like Red Velvet. So, oh well. Fuck me for liking her, right? All right, well... Moment number one for all elite <laughs> wrestling, and it could only be one segment—arguably a segment of the month. It was the debut match of Malachi Black against Cody. Whoo, man! This, uh, not that I'm saying it was that uh, level of excellence of the first, like Shawn Michaels Undertaker at WrestleMania, but just the way they did the color scheme of black versus white—it um, really popped uh, the TV screen. Um, And Cody barely getting any offense in and essentially eating a squash from Malachi, um, who ended up pinning him uh, WCW Jericho style with one foot. Didn't Mm -hmm. even go down for the the, uh, sternum on sternum, chest to chest, like they preach in old wrestling school. Right, Matt Bloom? But uh, he just went for the one foot after knocking him unconscious, uh, storyline-wise. And then, uh, well, Cody's watching birds fly around his head. Shivani comes up and asks, wow, Cody, that looked pretty rough. You want to go ahead and collect yourself? Uh, yeah, we'll give you a minute here.
1: Yeah, All that right, was... It's been five, uh... se-
0: five seconds. How you feeling, Cody? <laughs>
1: That was really, that was bad. That would have been my dishonorable mention. It, it,
0: it looked like they were trying to sell the moment, which is, you know, Cody's a committed wrestler, right? But they only had like three minutes left to get this storyline going. So they're like, all right, oh man, it really sucks. Oh man, we got a Domino's commercial getting up. We need you to, come on, come on Cody, you can do it. You know, <laughs> get up, get the fuck up. We're, we're almost to commercial. So he did get up and he started cutting one of those, uh, I, I'm going to call it a Homelander promo. Um, where uh, I don't know if you watch the boys, ladies and gentlemen, but definitely get on it. Uh, he started cutting another Homelander promo, um, started making those grand sweeping mentions of, ah, you know, the name's up top and we're not a competition, Vince, right? Without saying Vince. And luckily that all came to an abrupt end when Malachi came <laughs> out and beat up Cody again. Wow. So, you know, I just gave, Grief for going face, heel, back to face, kind of. And Malachi goes heel, then kind of face from saving us from a Homelander promo. So I guess kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, but boy, we were we relieved to hear the end of that Cody promo and the extension of this feud. Uh, it looks like
1: Malachi is going to be a big player on AEW. Uh, he's going well, he up did. against. Oh go ahead. You did skip over the you know, this was like a fake retirement, right? He was taking his boots oh, off. Oh yeah,
0: he was yeah, he took a boot off. He was he was eyeballing retirement. His dirty old wrestling sock was looking at us. We almost had to look at two dirty old wrestling socks, and luckily Malachi uh, just beat the crap out of him. And I I couldn't be happier. This the toughest part is now we can't use that for Brian, Punk, Lesnar, or Mr. <laughs> Window. All those are gone. We have to have all these new guys beat up
1: somebody else on the roster, and that's that's the only bad part. But I, I, I say other well other parts are all good. Well deserved though, right? I mean, uh, uh, give it give it to malachi black i almost called him Alistair. but yeah give, give him that spot I, I i like it um i i this made me go back and watch the entire episode of aew when i i heard the news and i will fully admit mike i rely on you a lot of the time for the aew stuff as you probably rely on me for a lot of the I NXT have, stuff
0: i have it's not a dishonorable mention it's not moment number one but it is worth mentioning matt what is that video game that you played with your wife where it was a side-scroller, and it was, like, uh, Steamboat Willie animation. Uh, and the guy snaps his fingers. Cuphead. Is it cuphead? Yeah. That is the new video montage for Darby Allen. They made his little skateboarding guy, a little Cuphead, and he goes down the sidewalk doing stunts and stuff.
1: That's pretty cute.
0: It's, like, the coolest little 30-second video, and people can't wait to see it on YouTube. We're all going like this on Twitter. It was really fun. Uh, but, yeah, hopefully you get to check it out. That should have made my list. I regret my list now. All
1: right, scratch Mike's list off. Um, I mean, Sorry, you have to do it anyway because Sorry, Malachi. Mike, I
0: saw a thirty-second cartoon.
1: Well, we have to scratch your list off, like we do every week, Mike. I uh, I don't think your list is counted yet because that last one you went for about three and a half minutes, and we said tweet-length reviews. So as 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 we do, we got so week. excited. Mike's Mike's doesn't count. Um, Next one. <laughs> I went over my
0: time. Dexter wins.
1: Uh Mike, I do uh Michael's I'm sorry, uh michael script. I do want to shout you out. I saw I saw your mention here of um uh Ridge and Oni Larkin. I um I I I like it from the perspective uh as we run the show off here and we're about to end. Uh so that's why I'm not gonna give you a full Uh, answer here but I I liked it from the perspective of just the surprise a couple of weeks ago when Ridge came back and you were kind of expecting maybe he was going to get back at Oni. but um this this is something where they really wanted to do something with Dunn they want to make him look strong but they know his size is gonna you know I don't know for for some reason they're still stuck on the whole the guy's small so he needs some help So I think that's where Ridge is going to play into this group. So they're not necessarily winning by numbers anymore, but they're going to win by this big old beast. And I think that's the important thing is that Dunn and and Ridge are teamed up together in some fashion and maybe less of the Oni stuff, but, You know, at this point, I I think that one's getting a little messy, especially with Pat McAfee walking away from the group, too. Um, But with that, Michael, uh, script. I want to make sure I get that. I keep keep wanting to say strip uh, because that's what it looks like when it's all grayed out. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for the comments. I appreciate it. Uh, We thank uh, everybody that comes along for the ride. Uh, Mike, I do have to mention, too, Fethtar is uh, stuck on uh playing the nhl game he hasn't he hasn't checked out gungeon yet uh but uh he's he's addicted just like i am to uh every nhl game every year uh it's unbelievably tough to to break that uh, addiction but uh what i will tell you feth if you beat franchise mode and you see that message that says uh you beat franchise mode and you hit okay gone too far and it's done There's no fireworks. There's no banner raising for your GM's name. None of that. You just, that is what turned me off to the game. And I said, fuck this. And I threw the controller across the room. All right, everybody, for more (laughs) advice on how to give up on addiction. um, Woof. You know what? Scratch that. Uh, (laughs) For more pro wrestling and Red Wings content, follow along with Brothers of Discussion. We're on uh, YouTube as Brothers of Discussion. Uh, Twitch, same deal instagram brothers underscore of underscore discussion uh twitter at bod podcast uh so thanks for coming along everybody it's uh oh bodpodcast.com on the homepage. there's the shop button feel free to check out all of our brothers of discussion merch including our uh hot tag um t-shirts that we, we probably haven't mentioned those in like three months uh but go check all that stuff out um and yeah thanks everybody we'll see you next week